Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. I feel like I need to apologise a little bit in advance because I feel like my throat still sounds a little bit croaky. I have been unwell this week, again. I feel like people would literally think that I lick pavements or something because I am not well all the time. It's a joke. So anyway, please excuse if my voice is a little bit croaky um, in this episode. I do have my cup of hot orange juice here to help mend me back to health, but hopefully you can still enjoy this episode, even if I am a little bit croaky. And I am so excited about this one because this is my bread and butter, my job, what I talk about day in and day out. And I cannot wait to give you more birth related episodes on this podcast. But I feel like before we dive into the birth knowledge, it's important that we kind of start right at the beginning and chat about why those birth experiences actually matter. And I do have a kind of unique insight into this because I've had two very different birth experiences myself. So I know the effect that that negative birth experience has on your reflections of birth and on that postpartum period. And I can really vouch from my own personal observations, having lived through that experience as well. So I will be talking a little bit about birth trauma and some situations where this can happen. So I just want to remind you, please look after yourself. And if you aren't in a place that you feel able to listen today, please do protect your peace. And I will hopefully see you again for a future episode. One in which I do not have this croaky voice, FYI. (laughs) But I do feel like we have totally lost sight of how important our birth experiences are. And for some women, this is literally the most important event of their whole life. Many women have waited years and years and years to have this experience. And some women have even been through really grueling and trying times to even get to a place where they are pregnant. And so, of course, it makes sense that we want that experience to be good. So first off, let's talk about what a negative birth experience actually is. Essentially, a negative birth experience is any birth experience that leaves you feeling disempowered, disconnected, out of control, sad, regretful, feelings of failure, traumatised, undermined, angry, numb. I feel like you get the picture. If you're feeling any negative feeling when you look back on your birth, then chances are it has been a negative birth experience. And what's really important to note as well is that you can experience a negative birth experience without also experiencing birth trauma. But often these two do go hand in hand. And so birth trauma can be identified as experiencing strong negative feelings or mental health issues due to a traumatic birth experience that continues to affect you long after the birth has taken place. And often when we think about birth trauma, we think that this only happens in situations where, you know, either you or your baby have took unwell or there's been like an emergency situation that's took place. But actually, negative birth experiences and birth traumas are caused by a really huge variety and sometimes really complex circumstances and situations. And I want to be clear that it can happen even if there has not been a life or death scenario. Sometimes it's not about what actually happens in the birth but about how those things made you feel. And I can definitely relate to that because on paper, my first birth looked fantastic. It was a quick labour and, you know, despite it being a premature birth, my baby was fine, I was fine, we were both healthy. And obviously these things are absolute positives. But for me, 
what actually took place during the birth was that I felt quite patronised, quite belittled. I felt really out of control of my body because nobody was letting me know that I had decisions to make. They were making the decisions for me. And so that felt really negative for me. So absolutely, sometimes birth trauma or a negative birth experience can be because there has been an emergency situation. So maybe it's that there's been concerns that you've lost too much blood or being rushed away for surgery or baby's been unwell. But it can also absolutely be about experiencing a lack of consent, about experiencing a really painful or a really long labour, or it can be about feeling not listened to. So it can be loads of different things that can contribute to this experience of negative feeling and birth trauma. And I think what's important as well is that the only person that can determine whether or not you've had a negative birth experience or birth trauma is actually yourself, because you were the one that was there, you lived it, you've seen every part of that situation. So I think that we need to be careful that we don't brush people off. And so if somebody says to you that they do feel like they had a negative birth experience or any form of birth trauma, I think that is important that we just take that at face value because people wouldn't say that for no reason. And we absolutely cannot deny that negative birth experiences are on the rise, as is birth trauma. It's around 30,000 women a year in the UK now that are being diagnosed with birth trauma, so it's a very real situation. So this can totally affect your life afterwards, and I think that a lot of women don't realise how debilitating that actually is until they live it. But this can show up as postnatal depression, postnatal anxiety, PTSD, difficulty bonding with your baby, difficulty in establishing and continuing breastfeeding, postpartum psychosis, nightmares, flashbacks, physical symptoms like nausea and tremors, and even being unable to consider a pregnancy again in the future. It can completely put you off ever having kids again. So it is really important and it does have really hard-hitting effects when we experience a negative birth or birth trauma. And I think what is also going on in the background as well is that because negative birth experiences are becoming more frequent, they're becoming more normalised. And the more that we normalise it, it then becomes an expectation for women. We fall into the trap of thinking negative birth experiences are just the done thing or this is just how birth is and we just need to put up with it. And I know you'll probably understand what I mean here because I often talk about this with women in my courses, about how it can get to a point where it feels like all we hear is these dramatic, negative, worrisome birth stories. And there seems to be so few positives. It feels like, who is actually having a positive birth experience because we're not hearing the stories? And I think that that is really tough because... Women do deserve to have their experiences heard and that's whether that's a good or bad experience. And I think that when someone is sharing their bad experience, it's not coming from a place where they want to scare you or frighten you. I think that the intention is just sometimes that they need to offload that and they want to feel heard and understood and related to. And sometimes as well, I feel like it can be a bit of a coping mechanism too, where, you know, if we share our negative story and we also receive negative stories back that sometimes it can help us feel validated because it can feel like oh it wasn't just me you know I'm not at fault here everybody's experiencing negative birth and this wasn't a failure on my part type thing obviously it never is a failure on your part but that's a whole other story so yeah I don't think that the intention in sharing negative birth stories is ever to scare anybody But then you also throw in what we see on TV, movies, 
all of them are also showcasing birth as being this horrible, dramatic experience. And it's no wonder that we're beginning to think of this as being the norm. I always think back to my absolute favourite film, which kind of makes sense now when I think about it, was Knocked Up when I was younger. I loved it. And I just always remember like the scene in which she's having the baby and, you know, she's screaming and even you can remember it back in Friends, Rachel nearly breaking Rossi's hand. You know, all we have ever seen is these horrible, really painful, intense birth experiences because it's dramatic, it's entertaining and that is what TV and movies are trying to do. They're trying to entertain you. It'd be pretty boring if, for instance, knocked up a story about pregnancy and birth. It'd be pretty boring if the pregnancy was just all... Plain sailing, no issues and no relationship dramas. And then she just went in and had this lovely, nice, zen, quiet birth. You know, it's just simply put, not as entertaining. But it does, it absolutely makes sense that women are so terrified to give birth. And they actually actively expect birth to be this awful experience. Even though negative birth experiences obviously do happen, it shouldn't be normalised. People who have negative birth experiences do deserve to feel validated, heard and supported. They do not deserve to be told that it's normal or it's just part of birth. And I know a lot of people totally downplay negative birth experiences as well. And you'll hear things like, oh, well, at least you and the baby are okay now. And I really just hate that narrative. And I know that it comes from, again, a place of good intention. But for many people, that's absolutely not a consolation. Like, it's the bare minimum when you go into birth that you expect and want to have you and your baby walk out of that experience happy and healthy. Like, that's that's the bare minimum to expect that you are going to be okay. And I always kind of think that it's a bit like if your house was to burn down with all your belongings inside it and now, you know, you're left with absolutely nothing. But you and your family make it out safely. Like... Yes, obviously you're going to be so grateful, thanking your lucky stars that you and your family are okay. And that is absolutely, yes, what is potentially the most important thing. And, you know, you can replace the house, you can replace your belongings, I get that. But does that mean that you're not allowed to be devastated that your house is burnt down, that everything that you've owned is gone? Does that mean that we just completely brush aside the horrific trauma that you have experienced in living through that situation? No, obviously not. It would make sense that you would deserve to have that patience, that support, that understanding to move through it. And I think that people would quite readily recognise that experiencing a fire or something like that, like that would be so traumatising. And I feel like people would be very quick to offer support in terms of that and totally understand how mentally taxing that would be. So I don't get why we just don't offer the same when it comes to birth trauma. It makes no sense to me. Because no matter what the situation is, your experience matters and your trauma matters. And like I said, it matters because this is, for so many women, the most important event in their life. Many have waited years and years for this experience and it stays with you forever. And I feel like people forget that as well when they brush off doing birth preparation too, you know, People can be sometimes a little bit frightened to invest in birth preparation because I get that there is obviously a cost involved in that. But it is an investment, okay? Because this experience is going to stay with you forever. You only get to experience this a couple of times in your life and that experience is going to be with you 
forever, good or bad. And I think that it's so easy for us to bury our heads in the sand and say, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. Nothing bad will happen to me or it won't be that bad. And we use that logic as a reason not to prepare ourselves for birth. But what we often don't realise is that if you do that, you're leaving so many elements of your birth just completely up to chance at that point. And now we absolutely cannot control every single element of birth. We cannot. And we will never be in a position where we can totally eradicate negative birth experiences because birth and babies, they can be unpredictable, even for the most prepared of people. Sometimes things don't go as we expect or how we would want them to go because that is just life. Unfortunately, bad things happen and we can't control everything. But what you can do is put in the effort to positively influence the elements of birth that you do have control of and to prepare yourself to cope and navigate better should your birth go off plan. And this is exactly where hypnobirthing comes in. And now, like I said, negative birth experiences can still happen even if you're prepared. But hypnobirthing is about putting some of that power back into your hands. So, so many people think that hypnobirthing is this weird, spiritual, hippie, out there thing. But really the crux of it is that it's antenatal education combined with relaxation techniques. And that's how I like to think about it in two parts. So that first part is that antenatal education. And the purpose of that is to really help you prepare by explaining what to expect in birth. What actually is happening to your body? What are those contractions doing? How do you aid that process? How do you navigate the maternity system? What are your rights? What are your options? What are the interventions that you might come across and how do you feel about them? So it's all about building that knowledge and understanding of the process that you're about to participate in and how to navigate working with the maternity system to still hopefully get what you want. And often people think that this is only relevant for you to build up your preferences and then get the birth experience that you want. But actually, I would argue about how important hypnobirthing is actually, even in births that do not go exactly to plan. Because, like I said, sometimes that just happens. Because if you're no longer having a birth that is following your original birth plan, you need to be prepared to make decisions that feel right for you at the time and still feel in control of the experience. Okay, That is how you're going to hopefully reduce the chance of you experiencing a negative birth experience, even if your birth is not going exactly how you had initially planned and then the other part of a hypnobirthing course is those relaxation techniques which are designed to help you work with your body and once you know that innate education about how important it is to work with your body you can really see the benefit of having these relaxation techniques and what they're going to do is help reduce your sensations of pain helping keep you a lot more comfortable and in control And it's also going to help you keep your mindset in a much more calm and controlled manner as well so that if you do come across any hurdles in your birth, then hopefully you will also be in a much better headspace to be able to cope with that and make decisions. But what it's also going to do throughout your pregnancy is that it's going to help build that confidence and trust in your body's ability to birth your baby. And that is really important too. Seeing that you've already got this perfect system already in place and that you can absolutely do it. Hypnobirthing is also going to help you begin to really form and understand what your preferences for birth are and how you can give yourself the best chance at achieving them. Because if you don't know your preferences, then you can't be supported to meet them, which can also tie in with negative feelings about birth afterwards as well. And hypnobirthing is applicable to any type of birth and it's going to help in any birth situation. So it's not about achieving a certain type of birth. People often think 
when they think about a hypnobirthing, about like these super calm, quiet, zen home births. But actually, hypnobirthing is really beneficial in any birth, even induced labours and in C-sections. And I actually would argue that hypnobirthing is especially important in a birth that is not going exactly to plan because if things aren't going how you want them to go, you're really going to need to draw on that knowledge and you're also going to really need to draw on those relaxation techniques to help keep you in control of the situation. And when I was doing a little bit of note-taking for this podcast episode, I actually seen that the National Childbirth Trust has a little spiel on hypnobirthing on their website. So I'm just going to read that out to you because it really hits home about the importance of practising hypnobirthing. So a systematic review of hypnosis-based interventions during pregnancy found that it improved childbirth experience by reducing fear and pain and enhancing a sense of control. It improved women's emotional experience and outlook towards birth with less anxiety, increased satisfaction, fewer birth interventions, more postnatal well-being and a better childbirth experience overall. Other research has found that self-hypnosis promoted feelings of calmness, confidence and empowerment. Now, who the hell wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that? That just makes childbirth sound like a much more positive experience and something that you're going to be able to cope with because you absolutely can and you know that was definitely my experience second time round. so obviously I shared a little bit that that first experience didn't feel good for me but I had practiced hypnobirthing for my second birth and it was absolutely like night and day and I had the most empowering and almost healing experience for the birth of my son I felt like an absolute rock star I had so much confidence in my ability to just do what had to be done. I felt so in control even of the pain. I felt like I was really working well with my body. So I absolutely can see the difference that it makes. And what's really interesting is I had a much longer birth for my second baby as well. And honestly, like, I wouldn't have even really known. Like, it it was just such a positive experience. And so, no points for guessing, that is probably why I am where I am now. And I am, I'm doing this in the hope that I can help other women see that your birth experience matters, and you deserve it to be wonderful, and you deserve it to be empowered, and you deserve to look back on it feeling like you've nailed it. You absolutely do, and it's not always about it going 100% to plan, it's just about feeling that you've made the right decisions for you in that experience, so that you can still feel good about it. So if a positive birth experience is important to you, please consider hypnobirthing. Have a look around you, see what hypnobirthing instructors are available nearby, or obviously there is always the option to work online. I think that's really important that you find somebody that you connect with, because if you connect with them, then you're going to get the most out of the experience. Whether that's working with me personally or not, I do, I just want you to have a better experience, and I really do believe that hypnobirthing has a huge effect on that. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.reasontobirth.com. I'll see you next week. <laughs>